Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Brockley, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. Guys, so on today's episode, I'm super excited to have with us Alyssa Ritchie. I met Alyssa about a year ago. She is a member of Team USA Weightlifting. She is an awesome, awesome person, and I'm really excited to learn more about what this past year has kind of brought for her and see what's going on. Um, but first, let's get caught up. What's going on, ladies? Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Oh, gosh. All right. So what's going on? Um, I think on the last episode, I had talked about the twins, uh, my daughter's twin pregnancy going on. Yeah. Um, the other thing going on is just working on my gut love program. I'm super excited about that because it's going to be less focused on, you know, a lot of times people join my programs because they're like, I need to lose weight and I don't know how to lose weight. I feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And then I teach them how to take care of themselves and improve their gut health. And they start realizing they're sleeping better, they're feeling better, et cetera, right? So I'm, then I want to move them into this gut love coaching program where it's like, okay, now you're seeing the overall health benefits. Let's work solely on that and forget about the scale. Forget about all that. Let's just see how it happens naturally. So awesome. geeking out on that, I've got index cards and sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> and it's like trying to create a course out of all of that. So that's what I have going on. Cool. All right. Sarah, what do you have going on? So, well, mommy 24 seven, of course, as always. But I think that I'm trying to revamp my two week reset over the past week. I've been kind of like jotting some ideas down. So if any of you guys want to help me with that, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, as you all know, I'm doing this two week reset for women and I focus it strongly just on them. I break it down into two weeks. And I'm realizing that all the women that I've already pre-coached, they are actually coming back a week later to ask for more like advice and we're recapping stuff. So I'm revamping how that looks a little bit because I truly, it's God above who has made this so successful and come to me so at ease. Um, And then really just um, within the next week, just start packing up the rest of the stuff to start chugging along everything over to Arizona. But it's scary right now because they're so big in COVID and everything right now that it's like, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Do you guys know. have a house yet? Or are you going to? No. Yeah. No, it's our idea. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. I might fly out there um, the last week of August, maybe the first week of September to kind of line up about 10 to 15 houses to look at. Um, my oldest daughter, Alicia, might go with me. And if I find something, I find something. If not, we'll Airbnb it and then I'll take my time because it's not anything that I don't want to like jump into something, move into a neighborhood or a school where I'm not familiar with. And once I go to look at these houses, damn straight, I'm going to be knocking on people's doors with a mask. And being like, <laughs> hi, my name is Tara. I moved here with four children. And who are you? Do you like yeah. neighborhood? And I'm coming to invade it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like it. So you for a neighbor is going to be very lucky. Yes, very. I know. I have full faith that you will make lots of friends there, Tara. Tara, just think about this. Like six months ago, your website wasn't even live. If we would have told you this is like where you would have been in six months, I don't know. I think you would have been like, no. Like, and I haven't even lo- like launched it and told you. Right. I haven't even exactly. Yeah. Or anything, which yep. I'm going to be doing that in the next few weeks. But I think I was scared that I was going to get hit hard mm-hmm. and it's been a beautiful flow like just literally from one yeah. client to the next and it's it's been working at my pace which I'm very yeah and for those with. people who are listening and don't know what Tara's two-week reset is it's focused on self-love and it's self-love focused on the woman really kind of tapping into talking to herself better affirmations all that kind of stuff and you have a real gift with that yes I think clearly seeing you have to take your customer on a journey yes. because you start them off and then that's it you've opened it up and now you need another place for them to go so in the midst of moving yay create another I know she, yeah, she why not give it all grace grace me. under pressure right <laughs> That's our, that's yeah. our Tara. Yeah, um, all right. So I'm just back at the gym. Um, and really just thankful that I'm back on a schedule and, um, realizing how much I do love what I do. Um, it's been interesting because it kind of went from zero to 100 
pretty much within a weekend. So the first couple of days it was like, okay, the new normal, like, is she really going to take my temperature? Is she going to make me take a mask? But everyone or wear a mask, but like everyone's really good. Like, all right, cool. This is the new norm, but we want to be in the gym. So we'll do whatever we need to do. We're going to keep everyone safe, you know? And so it's been, it's been really good. And my team's been so, so good. Um, also my competition did get moved to online. Uh, I was a little bummed, but at the same time, I'm kind of excited because one, I don't have to travel to compete. Um, so I get to take that out of it. And then uh, my family can come watch. So whether they know it or not, I'm going to ask them to come. Um, so, cause it's going to be at my gym. So it's Labor Day weekend and, and my friends can come too. So a lot of them don't really know what I do. They see some of it on Instagram, but maybe they could actually get a little piece of how I am in competition and, and it'll help me too. I like, I like the, such a great idea. You could open the garage door. You yeah. So far apart. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. That. We could put a tent out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's and so I could lift right there. Yeah. So, I mean, as sad as I was, cause I do, I love like the girls I compete with and we're very close on Instagram, but a lot of us live across the country. Um, but we'll, we'll like, we, we decided like, okay, when we compete, we'll kind of like keep each other up. Like, Oh, Hey, you know, energy for yeah, it. yeah, it is. It's a part of it. Yeah. But we'll see each other next year, you know? And then that's just kind of how, how we're going to roll with it. You know, just at least we get to compete. And that's what I keep telling the other people on our team. Like, Hey, listen, at least we still get to compete. Yeah. Yeah. It's different, but, we still get to lift the weights, you know? So yeah, that's what we got going on now. Just planning for all that. That's about it. Awesome. Okay. Yay. So to today's guest. So like I said, a year ago about, um, Alyssa Ritchie, who's with us today, um, put up that she was doing a seminar in Virginia. So here's me. I'm like, Hmm, that's not that far away. I'm, you know what? Let me go see what Alyssa's all about. But the thing about Alyssa is that she is an elite athlete, like, and, and you, you can kind of tell that when you're in her presence, but there's something else about her. She has a light, she has a light and you're kind of drawn to it. And so I went to her website. I was like, let me see what she says about herself. And right up front, it says authentic, ambitious, vicious, and exuberant. And that is a great way to describe you, Alyssa. That is amazing. But I do think really truly is your genuineness. Um, you, when you meet, Alyssa, she's going to tell you, I tell you like it is. And she does, but she also speaks light into people. And I watched her in a room full of, I don't know how many people were there, 30, 35, light every single person up. And I was amazed. So I was just like, wow. So like, I'm amazed by all of her athletic feats. She is one of five women in the United States who has lifted double her body weight in, in the clean and jerk. So a lot of our listeners don't understand what that is. That's moving the weight from the ground to your shoulders to overhead. That's a lot of weight. And it's a feat that only five people in America have done. So that's awesome. She um, did gymnastics growing up. She, you know, she grew up on a farm. So she's got really big worth ethic. And I think no matter what you do, Alyssa, you're going to be successful. So thank you for being here um, and joining us today. Excited to talk to her. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm super excited. I, yeah. You know, having three women to talk to yeah. is way cooler <laughs> yeah. than just having like one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. All right. Why don't you just take us through a little bit of your athletic background and then we'll get into like the last year, which has been kind of a big year for you. So. Yeah. So quickly, my athletic background is um, I've been an athlete my whole life. I really don't know what it's like not to be one. Uh, I started gymnastics at age nine to age 12. Um, that was a probably I love that sport just as much as I love CrossFit and weightlifting, to be quite honest. Um, after gymnastics ended, I started track and field in junior high. And then in high school, I went on to dabble in weightlifting to improve my track and field times as a freshman, sophomore, uh, and junior. And then my senior year, I continued to run track and field and I got so good at track and field my junior and senior year. And I made state in the 100 hurdles, the 300 hurdles, the long jump. Um, and I did really well. I actually like my senior year was my biggest uh, excitement for me because I was always known as, I mean, I'm stand 4'11". Yeah. Um, if I want to 
everyone can tell you I'm four. Yeah, yeah. I'm really four ten and a half, but I give myself that half Oh, I love it. Yeah. Because um, people are like, why do you say 4'10 and a half? And I'm like, yeah, what? 4'10 <laughs> half inch matters. Mine yes, it does. I know, I know. So when I was standing on the state, tra- when I was standing at state on the track, I realized that all these girls are like 5'4, 5'7, and I am this like 4'10 and a half woman just like with all these giant women. And I knew right then and there, like, you are incredible. Like, you have something like no other woman has. And it's, it's my mindset, but I think also my work ethic is just incredible. Um, so after track and field, uh, I ended up getting a scholarship at the University of Toledo. I couldn't compete my first year because my high school decided that, well, I was bullied a lot in school, my, uh, like my high school year because I was a really good kid. I just never drank, never cussed. I didn't do what the popular kids did. So what ended up happening is I didn't, I wanted to get out of school as fast as possible my senior year. So I did half work, half school day. And so I took like three classes in the morning and by 11 o'clock I was able to get out and work. Um, So after that, I realized that I had not taken a course I was supposed to take and I couldn't run my first year of track and I found out two weeks in before school that I was mm. not going to be able to run. So, so upset about that. They actually like made the school that I went to made a sheet of paper that you have to sign saying like, if you don't take these classes, you can't play college sports because of me. <laughs> so you're welcome kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was your t- test dummy. Um, So that was pretty disheartening. And then after track and after I sat out for a year, I started just thinking like, wow, this is not what I want to do. I do want to like be with my family. I want to be involved in church more. And I just wanted to just be, I just didn't want to do like a, I felt like I was doing like a nine to five, nine to five job. Like whipping. Yeah. Yeah, Track and field and working out. And then on top of that college, I was like, I have no life like outside of that. So I wanted more, so I stopped, and that's when I kind of, like, put sports on pause, I guess, for a few years, and at this point, I'm, like, 20 years old, and then um, I moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and decided to uh, go start going to college again. As I start going to college, I found CrossFit, um, did CrossFit for four years, four years, yeah, four years, yeah. Um, three and a half years, but competed in four regionals. Uh-huh. And then did really well with CrossFit. Uh, my body started kind of falling apart. Um, we'll talk more about that later. And yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. And then I stopped CrossFit and then I was like, wow, let's uh, just get really strong. And then I called up my sponsor. He basically said, you should do weightlifting. And that's when I was like, all right, cool. I'll try it. And the rest is history. I just yeah. made a billion teams and did really well in it. I always knew I was strong. So I didn't think I was going to be like not good at it, but I didn't know I was going to be this good at it. Right. If that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then kind of, so in the sport of weightlifting there, so it's a weight-based sport, right? So she's, you know, and, and Alyssa, at Alyssa's level, things are, are a little different than, you know, most of us, right? So to get medals and stuff, you have to sit a little bit higher than what you weigh. And there's some pretty intense dieting and weight cutting. And, and, you know, Alyssa had, has an amazing career in the sport and she's been so much fun to watch. And, you know, but there's been a couple of things lately that have been going on with you. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about that? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Let's, Let's let everyone know. So just to kind of backstory, it's a real confusing thing, but the way that you get to the Olympics isn't black and white. Let's just put it that way. There's a whole lot of gray and pink and yellow and, you know, ups and downs. So, you know, she's on this journey. Political. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. On top of that. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. Um, But yeah. So, you know, Alyssa's in the mix, you know, which means she's one of the best going to the Olympics and, you know, and then she starts kind of feeling funny. And then if you want to like yeah so it was uh uh let's see 
American Open 2019 in December. Mm -hmm. um, before I had left for the American Open uh, to qualify for my last gold event, the last gold event I needed to qualify for the Olympic team, which would pretty much solidify my spot as their 49 kilo weightlifter. Right. Um, so I was very, pretty happy about that. Um, but I also knew and found out a month earlier before the American open that Jordan de la Cruz was going to cut down to the 49 class as well. Mm -hmm. And that I knew was not good because I know how good she is. I know how, uh, she's been in the sport for, I don't know what, eight, eight years. For a while, years. Yeah. yeah. She's 15. I think she started when she was like 14 or 15 and yeah. she's 21 now. So like a good six or seven years. Um, and I, was like, well, I have to go to the American Open now and put up a number because, well, Jordan's going and Morgan King's going. So there's a potential Jordan could take my spot. And then if I don't, if Jordan does, this is what I mean. This is hard to explain, but I'll explain. It is hard. Again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you I'll just like, kind of like, just yeah. kind of yeah. brush through it. But so it's like the, if the two girls made it and I didn't, which is what happened, um, they get to pick first at the competitions they want to attend and the next six months leading up to the Olympics. So that's what happened. Uh, after the American Open Series, I came home. I was pretty upset, pretty down about everything. Um, I had a blood draw on top of that. And my boyfriend had convinced me to do a blood draw uh, just to get our blood test because, well, I'm an elite athlete. We need to just see if I am healthy, like I think I am. And so Ben and I had gotten a blood draw and Ben was fine, and I think his cholesterol was a little high, and then mine came back the following week, and my everything was great, and then my dietitian said, except, <laughs> but your TSH level, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone, and I had found out I had hypothyroidism, so basically our next step was, I, I didn't know. I just was like, Oh, I have hypothyroidism. I have, you know, low TS or high TSH levels. Like I started looking into like what the thyroid does, what, um, how the body works with a thyroid and what the body, uh, or what the thyroid contributes to the body and all that stuff. Um, if you know me, you know, that like, no matter what's going on with me or what's going on, uh, or what I do in my life, I always go at everything 100%. I don't go at anything like 50 or 25. If I do, I won't, I won't do it, period. I'll just drop it and not worry about it. So I started looking into everything and I didn't really know what was going on. So then my boyfriend, I think, reached out to, uh, he works at the hospital. He's going through school as a CRNA, Certified Registered Nurse Anesthetist. He reached out to a doctor and he said, you know, my girlfriend has high TSH levels, just hyperthyroidism, like, what do you think? And the doctor kind of talked to him and like, told him like, kind of what could be possibly going on. And that's when Ben came home one day from work and said, listen, we got to sit down and we got to talk. And I was like, okay. I was like, what? He's like, you, you're putting your body in danger. Um, bad, bad, like scary danger. And I was like, like, why? He's like, your weight cuts. Um, I, so weight cutting, I should say this, uh, I would cut from 54 to 49 in seven weeks. I would usually cut from 52 to 49 in and four what days. Is that in pounds for those of us who don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Oh, good question. Uh, so uh, what was it? Six pounds or six kilos? The first cut 54 to 49. What is that? Uh, that's five. five. Yeah. Five kilos, so that's, that's like 11, 11 or 12 pounds. Yeah. yeah. That's a big drop for a tiny But the, the one yeah. closest to the competition was probably bigger. You have to remember for me, like I, I'm a few, few weight classes above that. So a kilo or two weight cut for me isn't that much. But when right. you're, when you're a four, when you're at 50 kilos, which guys, that's like 110 pounds. So, you know, there's not a lot to lose. Yeah. Yeah. When you're little already, yeah, you have no fat exactly. to lose. Like people yeah. think like. It was like 20 pounds for me. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, <laughs> like if I lost 20 pounds, that would look right. dramatic on me. On your small self, and I'm I'm like five four and a half, so um, you know, yeah. it's a lot more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you have no fat to lose already, and you're trying to lose, yeah. like yeah. you know, I'm not really losing fat at that point either. I'm like dehydrating myself and going through mm -hmm. this like and crazy adrenals and all of that. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, so I had this drastic weight cut I've been doing for three and a half years and we're talking, I did 17 and yeah, I know it's a lot, but I always explain this to people. Like the reason I did it was to make international teams. I know it was dumb and I know it was unhealthy, but that's the reason I did it because I am in love with the sport I do. I'm in love with the process. I, I loved it. Like as much as people can tell me like that was probably a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. It was where I was at at the time of my life. And that's what, that's what it was. I have no regrets. I mean, do I wish I would have known a little differently since Jordan decided to cut down at last minute? It could have been completely different had we known she was going to do that. I wouldn't have had to do this to my body for, I mean, I didn't have to, it was my choice, right. but I wouldn't have done this to my body for so long. I would have competed at 55 versus cutting weight all the time at 49. Um, right. And, and I think it's important too, for people listening, because a lot, you know, a lot of our listeners, this is, they hear me talk about it, but to get to the Olympics in, you know, and, and through that, what you guys have to go through, like they have to compete when she's talking gold medal meets, these are, these are, you know, like she's traveling to Thailand and competing and expected to lift that mm -hmm. capacity, you know, and it's, it's a quad, but they're doing this for four years, guys. And as it ramps up, they have like oh very little time in between each meet. So they're, you know, and the, you see them maybe the end product, but you're not seeing all of this, yeah. you know, and, you know, and it's a very convoluted. And, yeah, exactly. About any right. Olympian and their journey from the four year to the four year to the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The discipline, that's your life. That's your whole life. Oh, yeah. It's understandable that this is not, you weren't doing this just to be in a CrossFit competition at your no. local box. Like right. you were trying to get on the Olympic team. Yeah. Right. 0.001% of like women to get yes. on that team. Like right. you're yeah. not talking yeah. like, Oh, like you said, go to your CrossFit box and like get on like a team that just, you know, right. It's yeah. easy to get on or something. We're talking like, it is my life. It, it's yeah. exactly. I mean, it's like a doctor going to med school. There's a lot of sacrifices they make to go to med school for 10 sure. plus years and they're not peeing every time they need to go pee they're holding their bladder longer and they're not eating every time they need to eat they're holding off eating till like dinner that's not healthy right. any anything that is worthwhile or that is like something that you really want there takes a there's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make to reach it and yeah any elite sport i don't nothing is healthy at the elite level nothing like, yeah. think about it football yeah. you know yeah. marathons you know like people pooping and peeing when they're running across the line of a marathon tell me that's healthy no yeah. like yeah so surprise yeah <laughs> you started to talk back to you though what's up your body started to talk back to you oh yeah so blood work and the thyroid yeah it was so it was about the same time. It was about the three-year mark in weightlifting that the three-year mark in CrossFit, I started feeling the exact same way. Um, and I am, me and another co-author writing a book about my entire journey as an athlete. Oh, awesome. Like a human. Yeah. So like Yay. super excited about, yeah, it's super, super pumped. We should have it out this year, hopefully. Awesome. Um, but we talk about that in the book, like at, at the same mark in CrossFit, I felt three years, I felt the same way I felt in weightlifting. Like I started hating the sport. I started like getting frustrated, irritating. I started lashing out at Ben, my boyfriend. Um, and the same thing happened in CrossFit. So after this blood test and we found out that I had hypothyroidism, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Maybe like this might explain why I have brain fog, why my hair's <laughs> falling out, why like I feel so exhausted when I get up after 12 hours of sleep, I still want to sleep. I don't feel recovered. Like I feel exhausted. I can't go out like other athletes go out. I can't have fun with my family. Um, like it was, it, there's a lot of symptoms uh, and I was experiencing a lot of them, but I was also, I'm very headstrong and very stubborn too. And you mix those two and it's just like, I will push through anything. And I did like showing what I pushed through. It's pretty crazy how far I will go until I will stop. Yeah. <laughs> until you crazy. actually are physically like you can't go anymore. Yeah. Which yeah. is scary at the same yeah. time because you, it is scary how far an athlete. And I think a lot of elite athletes can relate because I mean, a lot of people can relate in their lives. I don't think a lot of people, but I think people that are really dedicated and really want something, they will go to any limit to get it. 
which can be scary at times and unhealthy. Um, so we went back to the doctor and we finally had a doctor's visit and he's like, Hey, we think you have Hashimoto's. And I was like, what? And he's like, Hashimoto's. It's, um, basically what happens is when your antibodies attack your thyroid thinking it's like a foreign object in your body. So it starts eating at your thyroid to it's make it look like porous. What's up? Yeah. It's it's an, right. It's an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. So it was kind of heartbreaking, um, to go and walk out of that doctor's office knowing how healthy I am and well thinking that I'm healthy and knowing that I eat really good and that I exercise all the time and that I do, I sleep and I do everything to be healthy thinking I did. And then to walk out of that, that doctor's office, having a prescription in my hand that I might be taking for the rest of my life and looking at that, like, this is embarrassing. Like I have to go to the pharmacist to get a pill like unreal and so when I went to the pharmacist I was like in tears because I was like I had my sunglasses on because I really didn't even want to show my face but I was like uh this is embarrassing for me I was like and I'm standing there in like this outfit like spandex and like a muscle tank and he's I'm like ripped out of my mind <laughs> he's, he's like why are you embarrassed I was like because I mean I should be healthy I've done it all yeah <laughs> like but it's just besides the point. I mean, it's just my insecurity at the moment. And when I started taking the pill the next day, I woke up and I took the thyro levothyroxine. It's a um, synthroid. I was like, okay, I feel good. Uh, what is going <laughs> on? I should feel really bad right now. It's like Saturday. So it's the end of a training week. I should feel bad. I shouldn't feel good. And I was like, something's wrong. Like something's wrong. Like I think it's a placebo effect. I think I am actually feeling really horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> so I started, I went to training and uh, my snatches were sharp. I was, I had no brain fog. I was, I was sharp. I could think I had energy. I could talk to people. Um, I felt like I could train for the first time in years, like six, seven years since I basically started CrossFitting. And, um, yeah. So I found out I had Hashimoto's thyroiditis yeah. and that's. And that's so you've it. kind of changed up, you know, your diet and stuff and you've been on, right. Like you kind of started like you do yeah. some, some research. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. So I read Isabel Wentz. Uh, she is a, I don't even know if she's like actual doctor or anything. I have a book right here, but I uh, started reading her book, uh, Hashimoto's protocol. And basically it talks about like the root cause, how to recover your health. And um, it gets deep into like uh, balancing blood sugar and like what affects like what like dairy, getting gluten-free and dairy-free and then like supplements and all this stuff. And it's, it's very overwhelming. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, especially if you really don't know, like if you've never really had a condition before, like an, like an autoimmune disease, it's, it's a lot, but, um, I was ready and I read the whole book in like a month and yeah, I just, basically what I did is I just started eating more food. I think I was on 12, this is bad, but, um, I think I was on like 11 to 1200 calories every day, no matter how hard I trained, I was on wow. that, like, yeah, that many calories. And that's a no that like I should be on like 3000 the amount right. of training. <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not really 3000, but yeah. I should be on a lot more than 1200. I should be at least be on 2000. So now I'm on like around, I don't know. I just eat now. I just don't even, I never. Okay. So I've never had an eating disorder and I know a lot of women do struggle with eating disorders, but I've never had one. And I've never even, um, think about not eating food or, you know, uh, uh, doing bulimia or anorexia or having any of that stuff. Like that's never been a problem with me. Uh, even through my weight cuts, like even now gaining the weight back and seeing my body go through these like big changes, I don't have a problem with like eating more food. So I just started eating a lot of food, like just without measuring and just eating and eating. And I started feeling really good. Um, I changed our water filter. We didn't have a water filter. So I finally got a water filter to basically get all like the uh, fluoride and all that crap out of the water. Um, I 
just yesterday made a commitment to go gluten-free and dairy-free. <laughs> it's going to change your life. Yeah. Well, I know that it... <laughs> <laughs> I love bread. <laughs> I think that's probably getting on thyroid medication, whether it's the kind you're taking or there's something called desecrated. I'm sure you read this thyroid medication that's more from a natural source, like nature thyroid and things like that, whatever you're taking. And then, but going gluten and dairy free for 30 days and seeing what happens is probably the best thing you can do for Hashimoto's. I agree. Diet, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important too, like to point out like at every level that we're at, because, you know, this is what we do. We like to highlight the good and, and support each other, but there is stigma in everything. And I've talked about this in previous episodes of like, you know, you know, the stigma of the fitness industry. And I think that was a really important part of your story where you're like, wait, I did something wrong where you didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. And there's, you're, you're fine. It's just that whole, like, well, I'm in this industry, I'm in this sport, I'm, you know, I don't, I take a medicine, you know, and I think that's an important part too, that we become, no matter what industry we're in, you know, Penelope's in the hair business, you know, and Tara was in corporate, like, we see this so much that, you know, getting rid of those stigmas is so important to the health of, you know, overall of women and men too. But like, you know, and I think that's a really big part of the story too. And every time did you hear me say, you know, I was a hairdresser for a very long time, but I'm a certified holistic health and wellness coach now. And, um, you know, I have a holistic nutrition certification, et cetera. And then I'm like, and I'm going to stand in front of people and talk to them. And I'm not the ideal thin, skinny person. You no, know, I mean, yeah. I'm a 51 year old woman, you know, sure. um, and I had to really get over that, right? Yeah. So I totally understand in a, in a different world, but I understand what you're saying about, and Amy, you, like, well, I'm a fitness competitor and I own mm -hmm. a gym. I'm supposed to have a six pack and look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then we're not showing up fully for other people or for our sport or our, our client, whatever it is we choose to do, our passion, our purpose. You're not fully showing up for it because you're just trying to adhere to what you think a standard is. Yeah. 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 First you have to show up for yourself and then you can show up for others because it if you're not yeah. showing up for yourself. <laughs> yep, that's Tara's motto. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> if you don't believe in you, you're never going to believe, no one's going to believe in you. You have to believe in you first. Yes. And yeah, I totally agree with you, Penelope. Um, yeah. The coaches that we work with, I mean, if you look at USAW's coaches for their athletes, there's very rare that you see a fit coach out there. Like right. you can't tell me that that coach isn't like an amazing coach. Like my coach is an amazing coach. He's not like ripped out six pack. He used to be, <laughs> I was giving crap, but no, I'm kidding. Um, but it, it's true. I mean, you don't need to look the part to be the part. You can exactly. Be the part. Exactly. And I always said that too, like, you know, abs don't make me a good coach. You no. know, I make me a good coach, you know, like, yeah. like that, you know, um, but it is, you know, one of those things that like, I'm in my forties and I was like, last summer I was like, I have abs, you know, now I'm like, no, I want to win medals and I don't even care. Yeah. Like, and I have a great coach. He's like, listen, Amy, abs don't win medals. So, nope. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so he's great. You know, he's, I always, you know, and then I'm like, all right, yeah, no, I, I actually want to win things. So whatever, you know, if this is how my body looks, you know, this is it. But yeah. So, all right. What do you have on the horizon now? What you have? some stuff going on? Like what, what's your next like few months look like or a year or whatever? Um, so like I said, we're writing, we've been writing that book for about That's a year awesome. now. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. It's kind of like a mix of untamed by Glennon Doyle. And then on top of that, uh, Rhonda Rousey's book, my fight, your fight. So it's kind of like a mix of like my personal life and the battles that I overcame to be here today. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it's like my sport athletic journey, all the battles and stuff that I've overcome to be the athlete I am today. So that's really cool. And then we're moving to Asheville, North Carolina in oh, nice. a few, what, a month and a half? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting. Can't wait to get out of here. Um, <laughs> You're in Ohio? Ohio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, from day one, I've been excited. Um, so what's we're, we're – what's, what's up? Guys there? What's taking you there? Oh, to Ohio or to Asheville? To, yeah, to where you're moving to. Oh, so we came back here for my boyfriend to go to certified registered nurse anesthetist school in Akron. And then um, now we're moving for him because he has a job there. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I That's a tough program much. too. So. Oh, like, it's so tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm so proud of him that he's like, he's has stayed 
healthy in shape and like, but still has like crushed the program, like just done such a good job. He's not like your normal, like a student that doesn't have to study. He has to work his butt off to get that A. So he's done incredible. So yeah, it's a beautiful part of the country over there. Like it's really pretty. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, The hunger games was shot there. Was it really? I didn't know that. Uh Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. you want to see kind of that. So are you still competing? Or are you looking forward to any kind of competition? I know that the world is different now with right. COVID. And I have to say, when I was listening to you talk about your senior year of high school and how well you did and then how you couldn't compete in college, it was making me think about, because some of our listeners are fairly young, right? Mm-hmm. And so these kids today, my gosh, where they were robbed of their senior years or, you know, their last season of playing their favorite sport because the school's all closed. You know, it's just sure. so yeah. sad. Um, so listening to you, like I heard some of that, you know, so, but are you moving forward now with any competitions or anything or? Yeah. So, um, I do want to say to the kids out there that missed their senior year, there is so much more to life. Like school, high school is nothing compared to what you're going to experience in your twenties and in your thirties. Like there's just so much more. So don't get upset and go and get sad. Just like it's just, it's life and life happens. And that's, you just got to adapt and take each situation one day at a time and just move on. I know it sucks because I would be heartbroken if I didn't compete at my like state track tournament or, you know, get to do whatever else a senior gets to do. But I can tell you what, there is, you have a lot of life left. (laughs) So one thing to tell the seniors. (laughs) Um, it feels like a blip on the screen, you know, it's like, it is, but when you're in it, it's your right. Yeah. Yep. It's your whole world. It's your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, so the competitions got postponed again. Um, we were supposed to have one in Colombia, which is another, so the Olympics is still going on for 2021 It's still in Japan. Um, it's in July and we were supposed to have a competition in Colombia in October. It just got postponed last week to December. I can't imagine it's going to happen. And then I don't know how they're going to do it because it's not going to be fair to people like that are really close in points to making the Olympic team and just well, saying, yeah. sorry, like you four get to go because you guys have the most points right now, but we didn't finish the com- the competition schedule. Like you you kind of get screwed because COVID screwed you. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, didn't they kind of say like, as long as they can have competitions that that fourth quad kind of starts over for them, for you guys, or like, does it like, like it's, so, it's such a hard oh, place for them to make a decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the way points work, it's, it's really confusing, but you know, like it's kind of hard to train too. Right. Like you're kind of like, all right, you know, I, you know, I don't know, like, if they're going to throw, are you guys going to maybe go to the American Open if that happens? Like, or the, you know, like. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. I all have no idea. I, it's so, yeah, it's just like you said, Penelope, it's just so many unknowns. We don't even know. It's yeah. like, we thought we were going to be able to start competing again in October. And now it's like, oh, sorry, we have to move it to December. And then it's going to be like, oh, sorry, nothing this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, what you work so hard for, I mean, with my situation, I'm already kind of, I have to get lucky. I have, Jordan has to get hurt for me to be on the team. Really, that's what my situation comes down to. Um, but I feel terrible for all the athletes that have put so much work in and aren't going to be able to compete. I mean, yeah. that that's just going to be awful. Because, I mean, this, this would really be my last Olympic quad. I mean, because I'm 31. I'm not going to be... I'm not going right. to be pushing 35 and going trying to go to the Olympics. Right. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but to know what I put my body through to get there, it's just not worth it. Yeah. I mean, it was at the time I was doing it. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, it was 100% worth it. But now, knowing, nope, I wouldn't. Yeah. Unless I could just like not cut weight and just train. But even then, the training is excruciating. So you had yep. mentioned at the beginning that you loved, you know, doing gymnastics and it's still a passion. Do you see yourself ever implementing anything like that with, you know, children in the future or doing something with weightlifting and gymnastics like all together? Cause I'm just to be easier on your body. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, so right now I switched my training to a lot of, uh, a lot more CrossFit and just like keeping like a couple lifts in a day, but working light, light snatches, like around like 65% to 70%, but then doing like heavier cleans and, um, clean and jerks. So just kind of like keeping my strength up, making sure I'm implementing heavy squats, uh, with gymnastics, uh, you know, it's Tara, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think my next actual big step was I started looking into nursing school. Uh, I thought maybe like nursing, cause here's my, here's where I come become different from everybody else. I love people and I love helping people, but yeah. here's my selfish. <laughs> yeah. All me. three of us do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like to travel and like to have fun. So if I'm not healthy and if I'm not happy, how do I make other people healthy and happy? So my first thing is, is like, what can I do to work as little as I can make enough money to travel and have fun and have a life still? And I was like, well, I think nursing kind of does that with like, you could work three twelves or you could work a, you know, part-time and make enough money to survive. Like, I've always lived very frugally. Like I don't have a car payment um, because I, I drive a car that is not as nice as everybody's. I mean, it's a Tesla, but it's a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> just kidding. It's not a Tesla. It's not, yeah, I was like, Tesla, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. Don't listen to this Tesla. Yeah. It's actually a 2006 Impala um, <laughs> has the door handles like falling off. And then this, there's like a strip that's like bent and like coming off. So it leaks through the window, but besides that, it's paid off and it gets me from point A to point B. So with, um, all of that, like living very frugally, I know how to manage my money enough to do what I want to do and be happy. So I think really what's in the cards for me is, uh, that's really what I have right now. I'm also running uh, a women's retreat to Thailand in February. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's, I guess it's not a women's retreat. It's a men and women's because I do have one guy. It's coming. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's basically weightlifting in the morning for two and a half hours to two hours. It's like a seminar you went to, Amy. It's like exactly okay. yeah. like that. But each morning we have like we work on a different lift mm-hmm. and then throughout like we go shower and then come back and we go on an adventure for the day. Like one day we're going on like a food tour. The next day we're going on like a long hike. So I'm implementing like retreats into my life to, um, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's it's not just weightlifting though. It's like self growth too. It's like confidence in working on like just growing your mind, like being like happy in life and how to like be more for you and things like that. Not just like let's lift and let's go have fun. Like we're going to be implementing a lot of like self growth tools too. Like each day I want to do an activity with everyone like in the morning and then have them work on that for the whole day. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. you're really good at that too. Like you, you like I said, I, I, you know, I, I pay a lot of attention and I went all by myself. So like, I didn't really have, you know, and I actually saw, I met a couple people that I still like, you know, I'm actually pretty close with yeah. and, um, but I watched cool. you and that's where you're like, I know you're like, you know, yes, you're an amazing athlete and that's obviously part I enjoyed, but watching you, no matter what level, whether it had been someone who never touched a barbell to mm-hmm. someone like me who has experience, you, you spoke light into every single one of them and every single time it was genuine. So you would have never known that you had fatigue or whatever, cause you do have a lot of energy in the presence of others. So it, what, you know what I mean? Like, so you must've really, you know, you pushed through a lot because it didn't show, you know, you, you would never have known that your, your body was kind of fighting that, you know, fatigue and stuff. So yeah. And I think that's going to be, you know, whatever you do, I think you'll attack, but that is definitely something that the world needs more of. And you're really good at like, yeah. And it sounds like that will be nurturing for you as well, because now you're traveling, mm-hmm. you're pouring into people in the mindset mm-hmm. factor, as well as the love of weightlifting. So, you know, yeah, that's a beautiful there's thing. also this like thing that I was thinking about doing too. They reached out to me. It's kind of like trail the travel, but it's basically you go on this trip and you pick a thing you want to like put money towards. Like you reach out to like, let's say like Patagonia, the company. And you say like, Hey, can you guys sponsor me to put in a pipeline system for fresh water for people in Africa? 
Um, I will climb this mountain with my friends in this many days. And if we finish it in that time, will you do this much money? And then they do it, but then they oh, get a cool. commercial out of it. Cause we use their gear and their stuff. Oh um, yeah. So it's like, that's, that's a good cool. idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was super cool. I was totally into it. Um, but something that, that I might be doing too. So that's kind of new that's, as well. That that's exciting. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So Alyssa, how can our listeners find you, um, on social media? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. That's pretty much where my platform is. Uh, it's okay. Alyssa Ritchie one. You can also find me on my website, www.alyssaritchie.com. And you can also find me on my podcast, the Biddy Strong podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah. Biddy Strong. Yeah. Biddy Strong. Yeah. I really want to rename it because I don't want it to be so focused on like that name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know who Brene Brown is, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of like what I want. Like that's kind of the conversations I want to start gearing towards like more strength based, but also like mindset, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we do here. You know, we kind of like to highlight, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we like to highlight women, but you know, like you said, if there was ever a man that wanted to be on, we'd have them. So, you know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. But you know, kind of the same thing. So if, you know, for that retreat and stuff, that's all on Instagram, right? Or it's on your website. If somebody is actually booked. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. But if you want to get on the waiting list, there is a waiting list just in case someone like has to bail out at last minute, then you can get on the waiting list. Perfect. Yes. Okay. All righty, Tara, you're up with our do good story. And I'm excited about this one. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I screenshot it and sent it to you guys earlier because I was already sobbing when I um, had seen this. I didn't. If anybody can't see, it's this little picture of this little boy and his little sister. Um, I actually don't know where my glasses are, so please forgive me if I skip over anything. Um, There's this aunt that actually posted, it's about her nephew and her um, niece, talking about how he's a hero, right? There was his little sister and him were outside playing, and I guess a neighbor's dog had gotten loose and came after to attack his little sister. Mm -hmm. He literally jumped in front of his sister. I think he's, it says that he's, I want to say nine, maybe a little younger. And he literally sat there and allowed the dog to attack him while he was pushing her away to go run. And he grabbed her arm and literally ran. And he said that there was nobody ever that was going to hurt his little sister and that he would do anything. And if someone had to die, it was going to be him. And I think he's literally... That little boy said that. Yes. if anyone wanted to die, it was going to be him. And then his aunt posted the picture of him. He's got like 90 staples in his yeah. little boy. And he's still so beautiful. And he um, also, uh, throughout the entire time his sister has been born, he, you see these pictures that they posted that he's always been so comforting and loving of his little sister. Like he was always her protector since she was born. And to see what he did and how he went and protected her, like... Oh my yeah. God, so a little boy like that at that age. Just yeah, to-, to have that poise and to know, you know, I think it's, you know, it's always amazing to see kids because sometimes we don't give them enough credit. No, they love so hard. Oh, I know. They were so hard. And it just, it just touched me. I just couldn't believe that somebody that little could just do something so yep. great like that. Oh my we God. can, that post will be in the show notes too. So if anybody wants to follow up um, on that. All right, cool. All right, let's go around and say what we're grateful for. Who um, wants to go first? I will go first. Okay. I have to give a shout out to Alicia, my daughter. She's my oldest daughter. She just turned 20. And to my husband, Mark. So, you know, things haven't been easy in the La Perra household. And it's a lot of, like, ups and downs lately. I don't mean to, like... And um, normally I never cry, but... <laughs> and it's been, I guess a lot just on me and in my head and my heart, although I'm grateful for everything that's coming and that things are, you know, moving forward. But, you know, part of me sometimes can have a little anxiety or, or some setbacks and depression and things. It's just normal. And, and you're moving across the country. Yeah. So, you know, with kids. little children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my best friend. My 20-year-old daughter is my best friend and that they are there in the moments where I truly need them. Like they stop everything to talk to me and uplift me. And it's just, I'm truly blessed for, for everything that they do for me. Awesome. All right, Penelope. 
Um, I'm grateful for Alyssa being our guest today because I, every time we sit down and we talk and God, but wish we love to do it in person at my house. I'm going to call it the black couch down in my yeah. basement um, because I love to feed up somebody's energy in person. But as you were talking and sharing bits of your story, I was really connecting with you and it's just amazing to see so many different women that are so strong and how they show up in the world. So I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for all our podcast guests, but today I'm really grateful for you. Oh, that's really that's nice. nice you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, I want to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual hugs. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, this is odd, but I'm kind of grateful for our change we're seeing in our country right now. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, we need this change, I think, more than anything. I know COVID, everyone's like sad about it, but I think it's, uh, it could have some good change as well. Um, I think finally we're starting to see that racism is a problem in our country and we're starting to show up for our brothers and sisters. And I think um, we need to keep showing up. I am grateful for that, um, especially opening my eyes to knowing what's going on as well. Um, I'm just, I'm grateful for finding out my thyroid problem and then I'm grateful for us getting the heck out of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for just having me on this podcast. I really love talking to all you guys are all so different. It's cool to see how different you all are personality wise and different lifestyles. And it's, it's really cool that you guys have like a mixture of women on here, not just like three women that are like super into like weightlifting or three women right. that are super into like health or, but you've got like a mixture of like self love health and like weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Thanks for being here. Um, let's see. I think I just want to give a shout out and he hates when I do this, but I'm going to give a shout out to my business partner, you know, through all of this, it's been, you know, very trying, difficult three or four months. Alyssa, we've been shut down. We just opened up. So we've been shut down for four months. Yeah. You know, I had equipment everywhere and the, te you know, keeping the team together on the back end, you know, the emotional yeah. side of it, making sure, you know, that we still have a gym to come back to. And through it all, we've, I think, grown as business partners and our relationship really, truly like, so, you know, we had our ups yeah. and downs and like to have our communication and to come out the other end and just be like, wow, you know, we're going to be okay. Our team is small, but mighty. And, you know, we're just going to keep mm -hmm. trucking along and sticking true to our, you know, what our goal is, is to build this team of not just good weightlifters, but good people. And yes. it's really starting to come to fruition. And it's a pretty cool thing to see. And so I just want to give him a shout out for dealing with me in my moments of yay, Mike. Yeah. Yay, Mike. <laughs> he gets really embarrassed, but you know, he's like, oh, do that. so it probably eggs me on a little bit, but yeah. So a shout out to him. Awesome. So yeah. All right. Awesome. That was great. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's, Let's rise, rise together. together.